Yeah, he never washed, he never used deodorant, because he said that his, his body built up a natural antiperspirant, and apparently everybody who worked with him disagreed. What a filthy bastard. Rich bastard. Welcome to a midweek spectacular edition of the Movie Chef podcast. Uh, I am Tebs here bringing you all the hot latest gossip and trailers. Uh, all <laughs> the. No, excuse me, quite endowed you. Quite endowed in the tubes. I'm going to get one of those jingles. Hot and juicy news. <laughs> and that don't, that's a fucking awful. <laughs> I was going to say I'd be like the Tim Westwood, but no, I don't think we'll go there. Oh, Everybody's oh. being cancelled. Of, of course he is Cormac, by the way. Hi. Did I tell you once that Tim Westwood kissed me on the cheek? <laughs> was that when you were in Carlisle? Uh-huh. I was introduced to him. I didn't know who it was. I was a fresh-faced uh, 19-year-old boy from Tyrone, and I walked into a bar, and somebody went, hey, man, this is, uh, this is Tim. And I kind of looked over, and he came up, and he goes, what about you, bruv? And he walked over, <laughs> and he gave me a kiss on the cheek, and I was like, uh. <laughs> I've been this... kissed by a man before. Uh. <laughs> you just sort of start straightening your time growing a beard. You're like, get away from me. <laughs> I remember, just by many men later <laughs> I remember that Tim Westwood coming to Carlisle was like the hottest ticket in town and he literally just stood around in his tracksuit and people paid 50 quid a head to go in and see him on his USB stick. Yeah, that's what he gets paid for. Not anymore. So, trailers. <laughs> We've had some new trailers actually. There's been new, some new stuff. Have you seen the trailer for American Pickle? I like the sound uh, of this one. I, I have. Uh, yes. Seth Rogen um, playing a, is a, an immigrant in what we're talking 1920s Brooklyn who uh, falls into a vat of pickles and ends up preserved yeah. until modern day uh, until comes. It's like California Man for the 20, 2020s, isn't it? Where he gets locked. Was it California Man where he ended up fossilized? Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was California Man over here and Sino Man in America. Really. Yeah, 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 it was that because over there, obviously, it was the the more uh, colloquial kind of area of California, so it was Encino, right, okay. and then over here it was California man because nobody knows what the fuck Encino is in you know Maher, yeah, just it, outside, outside of Tyrone. And what I mean, do you like? I like I like Seth Rogen normally. I'm kind of glad he's not doing the typical stoner goofball stuff anymore. It seems like he's getting a bit more mature with what he does, and I yeah, appreciate that. I, yeah, I like Rogan. Um, I I like his you know double teaming with with Franco as well. You know, I've yeah. watched. Yeah, I've watched. Um, what do you call it? Um, this the is interview. the end. Oh, the no, interview. No, yeah, the, I watched interview that. Times, yeah, interview. Watched the interview a few times. This is the end. Um, I didn't like it at the start, and then I watched it a couple more times afterwards, and I kind of started getting the joke then. Um, yeah. but no, I, I watched it. It kind of it kind of started off as if it was going to be like a you know, some zany slapstick, because the trailer does start off and you think this is just going to be another stoner fucking Seth Rogen, you know, weird yeah. kind of ass movie. And then it kind of develops into this kind of relationship between, a, you know, the an older generation of a family member to the younger trying to deal with his parents' death, you know, and it kind of, it was interesting. I think it's going to be very much looking at what immigrants bring to America and their, how they've been perceived over time and how things have moved. So it seems quite timely. What um, about our movie? What about our <laughs> movie? What about the Irish movie? Oh, we got is is gang, gangster movies. Is people, for you. No, fucking murdering <laughs> people. What about, you know, the hard grafting? Oh, hold on. There was none. There was no hard grafting Irish people. It's grand. It's okay. All we you did was um, drink and become cops. The wind that shakes the barley. Ah, but that's not an American film. That was a Mike Lee movie. Michael Collins. Well, okay. What Thunder. Else? Oh, no, that, that wasn't no. a movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great movie, though. It was a great movie. Um, no, that's your lot. Anyway, so speaking of... Uh, the Commitments, The Commitments, The Van, The Snapper. 
I, I think you're just saying words to me now. Racist! You racist! <laughs> Valley, Valley of the Gods with John Malkovich. I love a bit of Malkovich. I think that it is very irresponsible of the movie business to be allowing a movie to fall on the head of Josh Hartnett and John Malkovich. I think it is very, it's, it's like, you know, playing Russian roulette. You, you, you cannot rest the movie on the shoulders of those two people. I'm not saying that they're bad actors. They're not. But, you know, let's be honest. You know, they're not fucking Kevin Hart, you know? No, but Malkovich, I think, yeah, he couldn't open a film. Hartner's, yeah, okay. I think this one's more about, it just screams to me that it's, you know, world's richest man has probably bought a house or bought some land that belonged to Native Americans. Uh, And I think there's just going to be a big old message there. Did you you catch, did you actually catch what it was about? Because I had the fucking... No. I think it was just that first trailer kind of teaser sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I got that is, um, IMDB has got it as, um, Navajo law, uh, entwines Navajo law with a reclusive trillionaire. They're all trillionaires now. He's not a billionaire. Trillionaire. He's a trillionaire. Uh, and his would-be biographer creating a fascinating, mysterious and idiosyncratic vision of America. Yeah, I'm, yeah. How much do you think? How much do you think John Malkovich is worth? Like him himself? Don't look it up. Ten mil. I, I wouldn't say that much. What about Hart? Hartnet? Was it Hartnet? Hartness? Hartnet? Hart, Hartnet? Hart, Hartnet. Hartnet. Hart, what yeah. about Hartnet? What do you think about him? What, what, I'd, what, 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 I'd say a bit less than that. I don't 50 think it's grand? fifty yeah, grand. <laughs> <laughs> He just sits on a street corner with a sign that will yeah. act will act for food. Yeah, because <laughs> no, he had it was it was uh, everyone was saying it was like it was going to be in Sin City, and it was literally in about four minutes of Sin City. Yeah. Um, Wasn't the faculty had, the, fac- the faculty was the, the faculty haircut. with the terrible haircut, and then in the sort of two thousands he had was it Firewall with Harrison or a Hollywood Homicide with Hollywood Harrison Ford, homicide. Uh-huh. Um, and he had a few other bits of stuff, and then he kind of just. Faded away, but ho- that Hollywood fucking homicide was as dull as dishwater. Oh, it was like, garbage. It was, it was horrendous. Like one trailer that I was very excited and I didn't even know about this. Die Hard. <laughs> right. Okay. Travolta's back, baby. Here, John Travolta you know, is back. You know what? And you can say what you want about John Travolta. You can say that he's got a rubber face. You can talk about his religion. You can talk about you know the fact that he has been in. Thousands of horrible, horrible, horrible movies. But one thing that you can't take away from him, he has fucking excellent comic timing. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent comic And this this gives me hope for Bruce Willis turning it around eventually Mm. and starting to act rather than just turn up. Because Travolta has done some shite. He's done some garbage. But um, from Paris with Love... Um, he was sort of the bad guy, anti-hero, whatever in that, and and he was great. He was, uh, you know, he was really surprising in that. Um, Gutty, we haven't, I haven't watched. Uh, I, I'm kind of tempted for us to do an episode on it, but mm. apparently it's terrible. But look, he made a lot of you know mistakes. They were having comebacks and everything, but. We haven't even talked about Kevin Hart, and this Kevin Hart's doing Kevin Hart. Literally, he's being Kevin Hart. Um, that's why you get that. That's why he gets twenty million a movie now. Exactly for being, Ke- for being Kevin Hart. But the concept of of playing himself, and we've seen that in a few other films. You know, John Claude Van Damme's done it and things like that. But uh, I, RVD there, RVD, yeah, RVD, and then soon as Travolta turns up in this trailer. And the uh, the red band line that it delivers of uh, no anal sex, no blowjobs. Who's here? Just me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it it's does, just it got, does, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And it really gives me hope for this. I, I I have a lot of fun watching Kevin Hart. I'm going to have a look. If this is if they've just taken the one line that Travolta does well, but I don't think I think he's going to be good in this. And and it's a and it's a clever concept. I like the idea. It's a it's a comedy actor. Who's been it's, sent it's, to action it's school? Like, it's like his last movie where he takes Will Ferrell to prison school. Is it just? Is this just going to be what Kevin Hart does now? You know, Ride along. Hart, he went to him. police school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's going to take somebody to stand up school next. Yeah. Central Intelligence. He went to CIA school. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what he does. That's what he does. So where Tom Cruise used to? Uh, did you ever see that? Um, 
was it Rich Rich Hall? You know the American comedian stand up. Yeah. Uh-huh. He did a thing on uh, Tom Cruise once. He said, uh, "Do you remember that film Tom Cruise where he was uh, an airline pi- a, a fighter pilot? It was a pretty good one until they had a crisis of confidence and a woman got him back on track." Or Days of Thunder, where he was a race car driver, pretty good race car driver, but he had a big setback and a woman had to get him back on track. Or like Cocktail, where he was a bartender. He was a pretty good batter. <laughs> he just keeps going on through the film. He says, later on in the stand-up interview with the vampire, like, where he was a pretty good vampire. <laughs> so there's a few other bits of stuff that I want to cover, but we're actually going to cover all these together, really, because they all kind of intertwine with each other. We've just had the news today that Halloween Kills um, is not getting released in October. Um, it was due for release about 16th of October. It's now been postponed an entire year. Because Halloween films would only be successful around Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> Surprise, they're fucking cries. <laughs> but we've had John, Car- John Carpenter has come out, and the gist of what he said, and I'm not going to sit here and read press releases, but it's basically said um, bringing the film out this October would not give it the audience it deserves. So it's basically saying, I think, we're not going to make any money on it. So we're going to give it a year. Chris, Christopher Nolan has the ever-changing release date of Tenet, has said he wants you to... really have something against Nolan for this? No, movie? hang on, hang on. You're... He He's the only bloody film they're talking about at the minute, so it's all we've got to talk about. As soon as all this is gone, we'll have loads of news to talk about. But Christopher Nolan wants Tenet to be the the blockbuster that reopens cinemas, regardless of... Well, he answered regardless of whether it's safe, but he would be happy for his film to be the one that reopens cinemas. And then we've got Tom Hanks, who was quoted as saying he was absolutely heartbroken that his latest film has gone out on Apple TV. And he's since had to uh, correct himself or reiterate what he said by saying COVID is heartbreaking that people cannot see his film in the cinema, but he's glad that Apple have given him opportunity. So basically you've got three big films that have come that are coming out. You've got that's one a fucking, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking pro comment there. Oh, he's, a, he, he, had to, he says, Apple came along and saved the day. It was heartbreaking that we couldn't put the film out in cinemas. So we've got Tom Hanks, one of his big films, saying he's happy for it to go straight onto streaming because he wants it seen. You've got Tenet, which is one of the big original movies of the summer, saying let's get it out there now and give a reason for cinemas to open. And you've got Halloween Kills, which is Universal's big horror franchise, being delayed by a year to give it an audience. How does anybody know what's going on with these release dates? Nobody's working to the same page. (laughs) Nobody's working to the same project of when should... Yeah, but let's just be honest. Christopher Nolan is now so far up his own hole, he believes that he, he is cinema. That's that's why that's why he wants Tenet to be this big fucking grandiose kind of opening. Tom Hanks Tom Hanks knows that any movie he sticks out into the cinema will get a hundred million, whatever, yeah, whatever the yeah. budget, you know. He's he's, he's, he's he's never gonna do a billion. It yeah, he's he's easy, he's easy. So he doesn't give a fuck if it goes on streaming or if it goes on, on cinema. You know, ultimately, who really does care? And on the other side of the horror genre, horror movies realistically don't make that much money halloween kills will come out and it will do between 60 and 100 million you know and you know i think it will do really well if it goes over 100 million you know it depends on what the budget and stuff like that is so realistically they can't they can't viably put a 20 30 million pound movie uh, into production and try to hasten it out uh, you know, put it out in October when there could be social distancing and stuff like that there. So if they leave it till next year, they will make more money. It is that simple. The, yeah, absolutely. The original Hall- uh, the 2018 reboot Halloween did 255 million worldwide. So and that for an R-rated horror film. So it, and these probably cost 30 million to make. The you know the certainly low budget. But I just think cinemas need to open up. It's not safe to do it. You've got films being delayed for a year, some being put on streaming. There's no answer for it, really, is there? There's no, no, there's no happy medium. It's like everything no. right now. It's like everything. Everybody has their own opinion uh, of of what should happen, what shouldn't happen. Everybody has their own opinion, and nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Everybody just has to gauge what's best for them. But in terms of release, it's chicken and the egg. Halloween can see 
Universal can see that there's not going to be an audience in October mm-hmm. to make 250 million again. There, there won't be a big enough audience to do it. Tenor, it, they'll have money in it being a billion dollar film. So they need an audience and they know being the first one back is going to fill half fill cinemas. I just, I just think it's, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not, I don't suggest that people should just put films on to give cinemas a reason to open. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's some films, there's, where was it not, was it Trolls or Onward? Yeah, Trolls. Uh, that made 100 million on streaming platforms, which probably mm-hmm. equates to about taking about 250, 300 million in a cinema, in a cinema. I don't know. I just think, you know, stick some on, stick some on streaming. People need to watch films, but I just think cinemas are the ones who've got the control at the minute. They're yeah. the ones and they need to open up, but they should just be say, if you want to open up, open up. But if you want to come along, it's your risk, but nobody's happy with that. Nobody will wear masks, so anyway. Um, do you like a bit of peace pan? It's not Peter a metaphor. Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. That's not a metaphor. I, 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 I could give or take Peter Pan. Um, has, has there been a better Peter Pan film than Hook? Uh, it seems to me that there's a new Peter Pan movie every couple of years. And yeah. J- Jason Isaacs in every single one of them. That's, yeah. that, 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 that's just what it feels like. There's just a new, yeah, there's just a, there's a new, there's a new Peter Pan movie every couple of years and, there's a new spin on it. Hugh Jackman was in the last one, wasn't he? Hugh Jackman yeah, yeah. Was, he, that was when the um, ice shower challenge was ah. going on. That's what was that for? What, what what was that problem that year? I can't remember. Everyone was doing the ice bucket challenge. That was 2014, 2013. So you had um, Peter Pan with some kid that I can't remember the name of, and you had Jason Isaacs as Hook. Then 2014, about ten years later, you had Pan with Hugh Jackman. And now we've got it again, but this one is in the vein of the live-action reboot, so this is going to be a live-action version of the cartoon. They must Um, must make money. They must make money if they keep... They are doing. Aladdin, Lion King, 1600, uh, 1.6 something like that for Lion King. Oh, do you you mean, do you actually mean that they're they're remaking Hook? Disney are remaking Hook? No, they're remaking Peter Pan. They're they're going to be doing Peter Pan and Wendy. So the the cartoon, Peter Pan, they're going to be doing a live-action version in the same way they've done Aladdin with Will Smith and Lion King and all this jazz. So Peter Pan's going to be the next one after Mulan and... I think they were talking about doing Hercules as well. So basically they're just going back through all their old cartoons and we're going to end up with the Aristocats at some point. And but there's there already is a new Peter Pan movie coming out that's called Wendy. Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, is that just Wendy? I think it's just Wendy. Because I remember oh. reading about that. I remember reading about that a while ago. Well, Jude Law's been cast cast as Hook in Peter Pan and Wendy. All right, okay. Jude Law, I, I, it was all right in King Arthur. It was the it was the bad guy in King Arthur. That's I never, uh, I never I never watched it. The last the last you know, one that I seen of Jude Law was uh, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, um, no, I liked I liked it. Whatever. Bottom five. Bottom five. Yeah. Very, very. We all have our own opinions, Paul. I don't believe. I don't believe it's bottom five. Not no, top ten. Fine. Not top. Not top ten, but it's not bottom five. So you're saying it's the second to bottom five? It's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janelle Monae from uh, uh, song. I can't do the high bits though. Who fun was that? is the name of Fun is the name of the band. Who who was? That's the name of the band. Fun. That was their song. Okay, I said Janelle Monet. Yes, so, Janelle Monet. Who that was in, in in the music video of Funs Tonight? She sang in that video. She was the girl in the video. Carry no. me home tonight. Yeah. I did not know that. Check anyway, it out. I'm, I'm <laughs> I always have to take a pause when you come out with something like that. You're like, oh, hi, yeah, look who played Chewbacca, Ronald Reagan's cousin. What? Yeah. <laughs> it you, might need to go, you might need to go look that up later on. Oh, I'll be sure before I go and tell anybody. Um, but she wants to play Storm, which got me okay. wondering, how, how would you have the mutants introduced into the Marvel Universe. 
So would you want would would you have? Um, I don't. I don't want another. No, we don't need any more origin stories. I don't want. I don't want an origin story. Right. That's so would would you want an X Men film? It like might be an origin. Like no, no, no. Ones. It might be. It might be an origin film. Or would you have a Storm movie? The other thought I had was introduce the mutants throughout all the odd films that are coming. So you have Storm turn up in Black Panther 2. And yeah. you have uh, Gambit maybe show up in Captain Marvel. I don't know, something. You know, so you, are, you you start building the world that these characters are there living. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I mean, if, if, there, was, if there was a point where they could try to explain the, the breakup of, you know, Xavier's school um, and these people were scattered. But I just, I don't believe we need... Another, it was like the whole fucking Spider-Man thing. I was just getting sick and tired of seeing Uncle oh, Ben yeah. get shot. And it was, you know, it's, it's the amount of times that they tried to explain this shit, and it was like, fuck me, give it a rest. I've, I've, I'm done with fucking origin stories. It's like Batman. How many times do we have to see his parents get shot? Yeah, every you know, single Batman film now has got it in it. Even the sequels, it's not. Yeah, but, we don't. We don't need to. Get, we know the story. Just, just let's just get to the guts of the of what the actual movie wants to do. I've seen all sorts of suggestions about how they can bring mutants in, like whether they're going to come from another dimension or something. I thought it'd be very simple that just when this, when Hulk did the snap, that some of the people that came back were mutants. You know, just have it where they start developing mutations. The people yeah. who were snapped. So half your half your world who have come back from the snap have the potential to be mutants, and some start developing mutant powers. You get Xavier, and you can have you know have whatever you want. Introduce it as a he was a civil rights leader, maybe, or you can have uh, Magneto, but maybe he was some other kind of oppressed person from you know Eastern Europe. You know, you can or maybe modernize. he was a Nazi. Maybe he was a Nazi who built the gas chambers. <gasps> I think. I think if. If they introduced Magneto as a Nazi, I think they would be almighty fucking shitstorm. Absolutely. Aye, yeah, aye, but it would be like the, the Spider-Verse. It would be, you know, enter the multiverse kind of stuff. Like a flip version of it. If so, that, that's, see, that's a good idea that you just came up with. That's a good idea. If they, if they, introduce, if they introduce the X-Men characters in the multiverse... And we get to see, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily completely opposite versions of the character, but it can be a different interpretation of the character from the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would that would be really interesting. You know, I would, bring, I would like, I would like to see them. that. And the yeah. other one, and I said with the Fantastic Four as well. I know we don't need another origin film for Fantastic Four, but to be honest, I, I'm not big on the comics. But have they has their origin story been done faithfully to the comics? So in the first. The first one, um, pretty, the first the, one. yeah, the, yeah, the first one, not identical, but it was pretty much, pretty much of, of what it was. I don't think Doctor Doom and um, uh, the Invisible Woman were together in the comic books. Now, I could be wrong. Right, right, I can't, right. it's, it's a long time ago since I read. I just them, mean in terms of they get on a ship, they go to space, cosmic blast hits in, them. Yeah, in theory, yeah, that's what, right. what that's what happened. So I just everyone's going to be saying, "Well, where have the Fantastic Four been all this time?" Well, you've just lost Captain America, who's your man out of time gag so you do a you do a 60s set fantastic four film shield uh doing tests on mm-hmm. you know whatever they get stuck in the quantum zone at the end of it and then in ant-man 3 or with whatever galactus yeah with galactus that's a good whatever. idea yeah yeah, yeah. And then at, at the end of ant-man 3 they turn on the quantum generator whatever the fuck you want to call it spits out the fantastic four <laughs> they they grew up and lived in the 60s they're now in modern day mcu Fully formed team, get on with it. I, I just or, think it's so or, simple to do. Yeah, or what would be another one is, you know, when Captain Marvel explains in Endgame that there's, you know, m- multiple universes and stuff that need their help and yeah. things like that there, that they could be on one of those other universes yeah. helping helping out, so... Well, it's going to be fun for them. It just, uh, it's just, it's just, it just always goes back to Marvel for us, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, it does. Well, let's, do, let's, let's just do one last one. It's... Uh, you can't really uh, argue with it. Is it Marvel? <laughs> no, no, no. Mad Max. Mad Max, the sequel, The Wasteland. George okay. Miller's coming back to do another Mad Max film without Mad Max. Yeah. And it's the, prequel, it's the prequel film with uh, Furiosa as a young uh, child. And uh, Charlize Theron is, apparently she was heartbroken that uh, she wasn't invited to go and reprise the role. 
Um, I, I think this one's going to be set about 20 years before Fury Road. So would you de-age her? Would you, would you give Charlie's Theron the role of teenage girl? Or would you recast? But, but I don't think Charlie's Theron, you know, what would she have been in Fury Road? Like 40-odd? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. I'm not going to. I don't think, like, I'm one of these people. I'm one of these people that... I really couldn't give a shit if Charlie Theron was in the movie or not. I don't think that she should be the age or anything. Can you not, not just throw some makeup on her and, and just tell everybody that it's 20 years earlier or 15 years earlier or something like that there? You know, I'm not... Well, you could. That, Charlie, the argument Charlie's, is she's 45 now, so she, yeah, so she would have been 40 for, for Fury Road. The yeah, argument is, why are the, her point is, I'm 45 years old, why aren't I cast as a young woman as opposed, you know, it's ages and in right. Hollywood. Yeah, right. she is. She's, 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 she's Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron. And I don't want this to be sound sexist or anything out there, like, but Charlie Theron is one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. Yeah. Charlie Theron can, can get away now, and not. I'm not saying that she should, but Charlie Theron could get away with being late twenties for me. You oh know, yeah. she is. You know, she is. She is a youthful looking woman. You know, yeah. and I don't. I don't think people should be thrown on the fucking scrap heap just because of age. You know, just just because a woman hits forty doesn't mean that you know she's not a sex symbol. It doesn't. You know, it, not it's at just all. Point, it's just weird to me that Hollywood has that kind of trope. And, Monica, you know, Bellu- Monica Bellucci in Inspector. She was brought in as Bond girl. She only had a very small part, but a stunning, beautiful woman. Charlie Theron. She was. There was a story about her that she was um, called by casting for Wonder Woman. So, she, you know, the Wonder Woman DCEU. So she's yeah. like, oh, okay, great. Wonder Woman sounds good role. That's that's role of a lifetime, superhero. And they says, yeah, we want you to play Wonder Woman's mum. She's like, what? And if you think it was, oh, God, what was the name of uh, the woman? What, Connie Nielsen? Was it Connie Nielsen who played? I can't remember. Um... So anyway, they went for that because Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot is you know, mid-twenties, so they're obviously going for a younger, but again, it seems like uh, Sally Theron appears to be getting to that point where she keeps getting overlooked for younger actresses, and it's it's bollocks, to be honest. It's, there's, no uh, reason, there's no reason why these, these people... But, I, th- I, th- but I, think she could, I think she could carry on with the same character, and just throw a bit of makeup on her, whatever, she's grand. So, um, now what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of a crack about, well, <laughs> um, after this break we're going to be talking about video game movies and the movies based on video games. We we decided on this because um, we planned on talking about either Street Fighter or Masters of the Universe on Sunday. Um, we'll announce at the end of the episode what we're going to be doing, but <laughs> I think you can guess that we presumed Street Fighter was going to win this one. So hey here's... Man. So here is the here is um, our look towards video game movies, which has no resemblance on the next episode we're going to be doing. (laughs) Okay, video game movies, and (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I've just just been informed that apparently my drinks bottle was making uh, awkward sounds when I was taking a sip. So this. (laughs) <laughs> so this this half is going to be dehydrated to hell. But uh, so video game movies. What do you love? What do you hate? What's what's uh, what's your immediate thoughts? Uh, three. I've got three that just pop into my head straight away. Right. Go on. Number one. Mortal Kombat. Which is ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. talked we've talked about it before. That would have been mine one as well. That it, it's not. A great film, don't get us wrong. Hey, but hey, hey. It's not, okay, it's not going to win awards, you know what I mean? I think we okay. know... We'll, you accept, know. we'll accept that, that interpretation okay. of the movie. <laughs> but I, I personally see that it is... Yes, I do think it is great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be polite, but it's, it's not going to storm anything. But it, it performed as well as you can expect. Yeah. What um, else? The second one for me would be Goldeneye. And um, James Bond Goldeneye on the N64. No, really? Oh, as a game? Are we talking? Oh, hang, hang on. Are you, oh, so you're talking video games that became movies now? Yeah. So we're doing one of the first. Let's do video games that became movies. Video games that became movies. Uh, oh, so basically a movie based on a video game. So a movie Mortal Kombat the movie. 
Oh, well, Super Mario Brothers would pop in there. Super Mario Brothers. Bobo Skins and John Leguizamo. Leguizamo, yes. Leguizamo, sorry. I, uh, uh-huh. I didn't go to finishing school this week. Didn't go to Belfast finishing school like I did, yeah. Um, did you? But yeah, I, it, I went to was, see that in, I think it was Christmas Eve, 92, wasn't it? The Audience Centre at Leeds when it was still there. And, and I had loads of fun with that film. I, I still do. It's, see, I don't think, I don't think I've seen it to about 93, 94 because um, okay. I, rem- I remember seeing it it must have been 93 because I think it was the same uh, it was the same couple of weeks that I went to see Beethoven and then I went right. to see Super Mario Brothers it's... I didn't I didn't I didn't take Julie McHugh this time with her sister Jenny but... <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic threesome since Mr. Nanny <laughs> Mr. Nanny and Comic and the Two Girls uh, but no, and, but Super, uh, Super Mario Bros. I loved it. I thought it, it gets sl- it gets slated, and again, it's not a great film. But if it's got a place in your heart, it's got a place in your heart. Apparently, them two used to get so drunk between takes, uh, between scenes, just because of the the horrid time they had making it. Um, hey, Paul, I think Paul, I think Paul, if you're gonna Paul, make Paul, 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 it's good to talk. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> for, any, for, any of the for any of our American or South Korean fans, Bob Hoskins did a lot of adverts in the mid to late 90s for British Telecom, and the tagline yeah, was, look, it's, good, it's good to talk. It's good to talk. And it's just Bob Hoskins wandering around people's semi-detached houses in, like, suburban England, and, like, you know, so-and-so, Rosemary sat on the phone talking to her nan for an hour. And they have to hang up because back then you used to get charged so much after an hour talking. <laughs> so beating now, they don't charge you for an extra hour. So you can keep on talking to whoever you want. I don't know why it's turned into a butcher down the mar- down Camden Market. <laughs> oh, right, you bastard. Um, Street Fighter movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was a film, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a movie. But, you know, Raul Julia was in it. And Raul Julia... Stormy. They, Amazing in every single, you know, it, every single time I watch Adam's Family, which is an awful lot because my kids love Adam's Family, it Brilliant. just it breaks my heart yeah. thinking that he is no longer there. It just it, you just sit and look at the talent that he had, and you know, only the only three movies that I can really remember him in were Street Fighter and the two Adam's Family ones, yeah. and yeah. and it's like they're like their pinnacle of people's careers uh, you know an amazing actor amazing Adam's Family Values was probably the best out of them three uh, but, uh, when, he, when he keeps ringing Geraldo and telling yeah. Jesse Raphael he's going to stop ringing witch- Mr. <laughs> they're talking yeah. about witchcraft no no, Mr. Adams I don't know where you could find one of them and he's just so yeah. despondent he's got things sat on his head massaging him it's, oh, it's hilarious and there's Peter Peter what's his name that we're in like Alan McBeal and stuff he, he was one of the camp leaders you know where they went to the summer camp? Oh yes, he was. Uh, camp Igor is that guy in Igor from Ghostbusters <laughs> Two with little baby Oscar and a wife for me, a mother for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's an under underrated talent. But yeah, Raul Julia, he was dying of cancer. I think it was either stomach cancer or one of those down there he bits cancer, and, and he was still the best thing in Street Fighter. I love Fire. your technical terms. One of those <laughs> Danny there ones. No, let's just not beat around the bush. It's down Danny, there somewhere. Danny there ones. I'm not going to. I can't be specific on it. I know it was down there somewhere. Is it an up the bum? Is it an up the bum cancer or is it a I, stomach one? <laughs> I've got a feeling it was between the bum and the tonsils. Oh no! And it was bad. somewhere. Wow, uh, they're all bad. But he put in. <laughs> <laughs> great this is great like, we're, this, this isn't, isn't cancel culture Paul right? nobody's going to turn around and go he's good to talk he just said one cancer is worse than the other <laughs> I dare you what about um, but yeah so he put on that performance as uh, Bison in Street Fighter and I just think that's a standout that that line he delivers of storming somebody's village and to him it was Tuesday that for a guy who was sick, he was dying, he was in a film that was going to be... You could have probably known while you were making it that this wasn't going to be no. <laughs> the top of the box office. And he still had a, a, an amazing part in that. So, no. I mean, we've got... I had some suggestions off of um, Twitter today. Um, Sean from the Four Songs and a Dream podcast and the boys at the Four Nerds by Nerds both said Mortal Kombat. Um, the Bad Dad's film review. Have you listened to those guys? 
have, you, I have you, yeah. Uh, but they, they suggested that. Ah, there you go. Um, two more recent ones. Uh, Sonic, the Sonic the Hedgehog film that came out this year. Yes. Have you, have you had a chance to see I, that? I haven't seen it. It was, it was alright. I've, I've seen worse. It was a kid's film. The, the absolute player of Blinder re, redesigning him. Oh, they had to, because it, oh, it, it was fucking horrifying. It was atrocious. I cannot see how you sit down to make a film about Sonic the Hedgehog and go, right, how can we just make it look something completely different? Well, they, I, I don't know what they do. But anyway, look, it's one of the only times I know that some some director has actually listened to fans during pre-production or post-production and gone and reanimated the entire character just to satisfy fans. But, you know, there were some good some good laughs in there. Jim Carrey was on form. You can see how they set it up for a sequel. No? Uh, Detective Pikachu, that would probably be my out-and-out out sort of favourite in terms of video games. And I've never played the Pokemon games. Never played them at all. Detective Pikachu? Really good fun. I didn't know what? anything about Pokemon. What fucking age are you? Have you seen it? How many sugars do you take in your tea? One. What age are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, have you seen the film? No. No. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. I really do think you're surprised. It was very good. It, it was very good. And like I say, I never got into the whole Pokemon thing. I, I waved as that shit passed me by on my island. But um, I, I kind of I, I understood what each of them were and what the general gist was. And apparently there are fights between different Pokemon and there's ones with like made of fire and I, 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 it was good fun really good fun you should watch it well I've got, I've got there's a couple that I've got here so games that were turned into movies right so you're going to tell me what their Rotten Tomato score was okay uh, I was going to do this with you in about two minutes oh! <laughs> so I've already got I've got them I've uh, have you got that in front of you now I've got in front of me, yeah. Oh, right, okay. So we'll do obviously, that in a second. Obviously, we all know who makes the greatest video game movies. Please, you it, you say it. It is our German friend, U-Ball. <laughs> U-Ball. Now, the first U-Ball movie that i seen was uh, Alone in the Dark. Me, right. and, me and the missus uh, moved first into our first flat and it was on virgin demand, so we thought, you know what, fuck it, I have seen yeah. Alone in the Dark all that we're, we worked in, <laughs> yeah, we in a video game retailer, you know, fucking Alone in the Dark. We're like, yeah, this is going to be scary. Wow. Yeah. It's total shit. I've given that like 10 minutes, and we'll do this instead of, uh, instead of going on to them. So Alone in the Dark, 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. There was one person out there that was hanging on saying it wasn't all that bad. Apart from that, and that, I, I give it 20 minutes, if that. I saw Postal from him. I think there's a video game based on Postal, isn't it? Is, is the video game Postal just where some guy go, some post office worker snaps and starts killing everybody? Is it? I can't, I can't remember it. I think it might be just one of those kind of myth kind of video games that people came up. Like the woman who tried to shout at me because her son said that there was such a thing as Grand Theft Auto Belfast. And you're like, no, no, madam, there's no sense. Are you calling my son a liar? No, madam, I'm not calling your son a liar. I am just saying that he's read it somewhere and it doesn't exist. Right. You wit. I get it. I bring it in. 100%. 100%. Okay, I'll be waiting here. Yeah, you get it and you bring it in and show me. It made Blood Rain. Yeah, another, uh, yeah. yeah awful. I, I seen just, it as well. It was just awful. Blood Rain, uh, 4%. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. In the name of the king, I didn't know they were games. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has got in the name of the king. Is I think they're just kicking to Ubal a bit, a bit harder than they should. But if 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 it was a game, it was like fucking um, what you might call it, like early Xbox kind of fodder yeah. or or PC maybe modded fodder. Like right, okay. I can't uh, really remember. Like, um. Yeah, Ubal, I don't know how he keeps getting work. I think I watched Postal. Um, I was part horrified, part having a bit of a laugh about it. I think it's, I, I didn't think know it's what just, it was. I, I think it's it's a bit of Tommy Wiseau syndrome that they all, they all, yeah, so they all pick a really shitty script, give them fucking two million to make it and just go there, there you go. It's another Ubal fucking classic. 
you know. Yeah. So I think I think people, you know, maybe not watch it at the cinema, but pick it up on demand or, or pick I, it up on DVD or Blu-ray. I guarantee or there's enough people out there who will buy his film just because it's his now. Oh yeah, he's got that. You know, the same way that you have people who watch, you know, a certain type of horror film or. Um, people who will just look out for the new such and such film coming out because it's that or because it's them. I, I think he's got a following now that would cover it would cover two million, four million, whatever. You know, you sell a film for five quid, you need a million people, and you've done it. And I think yeah. yeah. So, um, the, well, three actually. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We talked about Mortal Kombat, the first one, the sequel. I I can't remember Annihilation. Was it no, was Annihilation oh. the second one? Was this yeah. where where Reptile was kind of following them through? No, the, that was the first the one. Out, the Outworld. That was the first one. No, 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 no. It that, was no, no. First one. No, yeah. where it was him and Katana, because Katana wasn't in yeah. the first one. She was. They, they, no, they went to Outworld in the first one. No, I that was. was Shut up, Paul! No, it wasn't! That was a competition! No! Oh, it was 70 <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, absolute anarchy here in the, picture, <laughs> the movie set pod kitchen. Garbach's no, throwing his camera no. everywhere. No! Uh, no, he... They were walking through some ruins. It was ruins, yes. like a city... City ruins. That wasn't the first one. Ruins, it was. It wasn't, you liar! It happened, right. Listen right, to so me. what happened? What happened in the sec? What happened in Annihilation? Then I will listen. listen. The first one, Johnny Cage tracks. Um, fight, ta- fight Island. Fight Island. Fight, right, they're on Fight Island. Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, Sonya. Uh, Sonya's being held captive by Shang Tsung. He takes her through a portal. Yeah. And then he goes, "I challenge her." And then Raiden turns up and he says to Liu Kang, "I need to challenge him." So him and Johnny Cage go through the portal to Outworld, where the Katana reptile turns into the human form reptile. They have a fight where he does his bicycle kick. And then he squishes him at the end, because Katana is with him at the final fight in Mortal Kombat 1. In 2, it's James Remar Raiden, with his short... Well, he gets short hair at the end. And it's your man for X-Files. Who was that guy that were in the, the X-Files? David Duchovny? No, it wasn't David. It was, it was uh, Shao Kahn. He was the was guy he? from, like... He was, like, one of the... Big, bald-headed dude. It was, you'll know him when you see him. Anyway, it was in X-Files. Have a look for Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. Um, and it was Shiva and... I think Baraka turned up. But basically, that was just... Mortal Kombat Annihilation was... They had to get somewhere in six days, and it was just walking through various cheap places to film. And some of the CGI was absolutely horrendous. And... It was literally just people were walking from one place to another, and then they all met up in the end. There was, uh, yeah, I don't think it, it was two percent terrible. I really don't think it was that bad. As a Mortal Kombat film, they just throw more characters into it. Still no fatalities, um, no friendships, nothing like that. It was they basically took the the characters and put it into like a, a roadmap. Why have I why have I remembered that movie as the first one then? I don't get that. Mandela really. effect. We talked about Mandela this. effect. Holy shit! It was my own shit too. Fuck yeah. me. Reptile. Reptile was definitely in the first one, and he squished him. For some reason, I thought he was in the second. I apologise. That there no, you go. It's fine. It's fine. I'm the bigger man now, so there you go. <laughs> it's fine. I accept your apology, which makes me the bigger man. No. Doom. Doom. <laughs> Doom with the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and Carl Urban. Where do you sit on the Doom fence? Doom. You're you're a game you're a gamer. You like the Doom games. What about um, what about the movie? I I loved the original Doom on the Super Nintendo when I had it, and the remake for the Xbox One was amazing. Um, but I can't say that it's Doom. The movie is one of those movies that I've watched, but I've watched in like five ten minute bursts. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I remember the scene where it's gone into first person. Yeah, that's the only one I remember from it. It was that was pretty much. I think that was the, the reason point. that I watched. Yeah, that was the reason yeah. why I watched it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's, 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 a, it's a nothing movie, isn't it? It's not really, you know. And, and the last one, which I'd totally forgotten about, and I don't know whether people. I mean, like I said, who else have we had people from? Um, Four Nerds by a Nerd saying, "Yeah, Max Payne, the Max Payne movie." Oh yeah. 
Bob Dance, uh, Wall, Burger Berg, Burger Wall, Bullet Time, Bullet Time. They did Bullet Time six years after the Matrix did it, and they still fucked it up. And last one, <laughs> Warcraft. That was 2016. Warcraft. That was sort of one of the bigger names in terms of the bigger sort of projects. Duncan Jones's Warcraft. I, I never played Warcraft. I've never been that 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 lonely. But what about the film in the? Uh, does it mean out to you? Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? I actually, I actually didn't mind it. You know, it I was just a bit. Bored. Yeah, it was a bit fucking convoluted. You know, yeah. with the sorcerers and shit like that. There, you know, it got a bit convoluted. But I, I, I watched it and I enjoyed it enough. You know, it didn't. I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. You know, it had. Uh, you know, Dominic Cooper was in it, and um, what's your man from Vikings? But Ragnar. Yeah. Fimmel, Tra- Travis Fimmel, he was in it. Um, yeah, okay. I didn't oh, see I, I thought it was okay. I, I just, for me, it was just, like I say, convoluted. I didn't understand what was going on, who the people were. Uh, to be honest, when you look at a film like Lord of the Rings, which manages to set up multiple characters, multiple story threads, such a rich backstory, and you can buy into it and get into it and go... No, but I kind of watch Warcraft thinking, well, if that film can do that, why can't they... I know, but it's hard. It's hard to judge simply because, you know, J.R. Tolkien basically wrote a language for six years before he wrote The Hobbit. Yeah, you know, true. you know, you know, he built the whole backstory. So, you know, we're basing our knowledge of Warcraft basically on the game Warcraft. You know, right. and it's that's it, never going to be as fulfilling as what the game is revealed because it's not movies aren't as cerebral as games. People, 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 games mean more to people because it becomes part of their lives rather than movies. You know, oh, this, is, this is why I've always thought that movie adaptations of video games always seem to always fail or get critically yeah. panned is because the 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 key thing about video game that everybody loves is the fact that you are playing as that character and yeah. your actions influence what you're seeing on screen. You now, are emotionally invested yes. in, in that character when you're playing. Yeah. And you imagine you have to sit and... Remember when you have to sit and watch your brother play a video game and he'd never mm-hmm. share a controller with you? And he'd say, yeah. I'll, I'll do it until, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I do. Yeah, me too. I'll just play until I die. Playing, you know, watching somebody play a video game for an hour is dull as fuck. So I think when you go to see Tomb Raider, you're not quite, you're just seeing somebody jumping around off cliffs because you're used to playing as this person. So that didn't even mention Can Tomb we, Raider. Yeah, yeah, listen, we've not even mentioned Silent Hill or Resident Evil. We haven't got ahead. The biggie, Re- Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. That, I, enjoyed, I, I, enjoyed, like, I enjoyed the first two Resident Evil movies. Yes. And then and then and then it fell for the 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 problem that you have with Resident Evil is Resident Evil has the, the, the standard Resident Evil one, two, three, four, five, six. But then it also has Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles and Resident Evil two point and all this crap. And that's the problem with it because again, <clears throat> I've worked for a a, a, a very well known video game retailer. And I used to tell people who used to come in, into my video game retailer shop, I used to say to them, you know, you have to understand that people who are coming into a video game shop are emotionally invested in the games that they have. Yeah. We, are, we are not checking sell-by dates on, on bread. We are not fucking tossing out milk. We we are sometimes the only contact that these people have with the outside world, whether yeah. they're coming to buy credit or whether they're coming to buy a game or whether they're coming to cry uh, or monthly time for, for World of Warcraft or whatever they got there. So when you make something of a movie that someone fucking loves, you need to do it as they want to see it. And yeah. that is that is fucking super duper hard because everybody sees the game different. So you're never going to get one person with the exact same feeling about a game as, 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 as the next person. No. And for me, films like Red Dead Redemption should be very easy to make a film out of because the story is so rich. and Yeah. The, I, I cannot see how that how you could make a bad Red Dead Redemption film because the story but, is so well but laid then, out. Yeah, but then again, it could be it could be too hard to make it because it already has been the story's already been told really well. It's basically, it's like westerns. That's yeah, that's yeah, the core of what it, they do. 
it's you're just like going to be seeing Arthur and John and all these people doing their yeah. thing. Um, so but what it's like Last one? of Us. La- Last of Us. There we go. Let's get on Last of Us then. So, yeah, so oh. Last, of, Last of Us is going to be coming out in Amazon or, or whatever, stuff like that there. Like, and I think... I think it's gonna it's gonna you know hit the skids simply because people are so emotionally invested. Like you, <clears throat> there was there's reports there's a, a a character in Last of Us Two called Abby, right? Yeah. Now, Abby, you've probably seen this on Twitter. Abby, the girl do, we who, to, do we need to say spoilers for what I think you're about to? Say? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, right, I'm okay. not gonna put a spoiler. Um, so something happens within the game, and yeah. Abby is the the consequence of that happening, and people started giving the girl who did her voice death threats yeah you know. yeah can we just so, say, can we, I think we're both in conjunction here if you have ever given a death threat to anybody based on the quality of their acting or their performance or their talent go fuck yourself never listen to us again Okay, if but that's not, not, just you not, are, yeah. don't bother because that's but not even that. Not even that, Paul. You need fucking psychological help. Yeah, like I don't you, care about them now. Just if, yeah. if you're that kind of person, don't listen to us. I just, if you, yeah. If you want, if you want to fucking dox people, do you know what? We take the piss out of people on here, but it's never in a mean way. It's no. never in a mean way. I never, I never mean it in a mean way at all. Like. But if if you're fucking sending people death threats because they did a voice of a character that was written for you, go on fucking sitting in an exhaust pipe, you fucking asshole. You absolute asshole. And actually, and again, go go seek some fucking medical help because you don't understand the difference between the fucking real world and a video game. Go fuck yourself. This is the problem when you're going to start. I mean, The Witcher went down pretty well. A lot of people yeah. enjoyed The Witcher TV series. For me... um, I, I never played the games. I watched two or three episodes of The Witcher and I just couldn't get into it, didn't enjoy it. And I think Last of Us, from seeing the reaction of people with regards to Abby and her actions, and I've never played the games, this is just from what I've read, um, one of the big, big problems is when you're asked to play as Abby. I hope that's not a spoiler. But you take over playing as Abby at one point. Mm-hmm. And you're expected to play as the antagonist who you've been told to hit. Yeah. And there's a lot of people don't, not understanding why they're being asked. And I know the story elements and stuff, which we're not going to go into, but you're absolutely right. People are emotionally invested in these stories because they are the ones acting them out and they take them personally. And but I that's, think, yeah, but that, there, there's, a, there's a line. There, there's an absolute line. There's there's a difference between oh, yeah. you know yeah. There's a difference between the guy who comes in to me and sits and tells me you know how much he loved fucking Ratchet and Clank and how much he's loved Ratchet and Clank from the start to now and how he's seen the movie and he loved the movie and all that stuff. There's a difference between that and some fucking keyboard warrior. Uh, yeah. Some fucking person that goes online and goes, I fucking, you did the voice, you're fucking disgusting, I fucking hit you, you're fucking, you know, would yeah. they ever say that to anybody's face? No, because the they're, the fuck? Fuck, they're fucking wee bitches, and that is it, that's all they are. So, video games based on movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got, I've got a list here. Go on. What you you said? Um, no, you, tell, you tell you tell me you tell me you tell me one, and I'll tell you one. Um, so stuff I've had fun with through the ages: the Batman arcade game for the 1989 Batman film. I think it was on the Spectrum. It might have been on the NES. I'm not too sure. Um, but I just remember that far back. And um, Gremlins for the NES as well. I remember having that and played as Gizmo for hours and hours. And it's a terrible game now. You look back at it. But yeah. for what it was and the quality it was, I'm just I, I had a lot of fun with them. They were always good fun. What about you? What have you got there? There's ones that stick out for me because back in the day, my dad got us an Amstrad CPC four six four color monitor. Right, <laughs> name dropper. Well, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> and there was two games that I remember. Well, there's a lot of games I remember having because you used to get them on fucking tape. Remember, um, one of them was yeah. Rockstar at my Rockstar at my hamster. If yeah. anybody can get that game, it's fucking amazing, and it still is. I downloaded the emulator about a year ago, and I still play it. Um, but the other one, Total Recall, the game. Okay. 
I think we I think we spoke about this in the Arnie in the Arnie episode. Um, so I had Total Recall. Also, Ghostbusters to the game, and I couldn't get past. There was a second level where you go down under New York yes. to get the slime. And this, and and you, I, I couldn't get back up. No, I yes. actually because because when you said you said this is what we're going to talk about, I thought to myself, do you know what? Subconsciously, I remember somebody telling me that there was never a third level. Um, so I'm going to look this up. I looked it up today, and there actually was a third level, and it just turns out that I was shit. <laughs> Same. I remember you You had to go down, and there was stuff reaching yep. out of the slime. Yeah, and you had and, you just kept... and there, was stuff coming, there was stuff even coming out of the walls as well. There was stuff yeah, coming yeah, out of the Yeah, 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 they were reaching yeah. out, their arms reaching out and things. Yeah. And, and, but if you zapped it, it, it I, don't, I don't remember. But no, I remember having that game and getting absolutely infuriated. And there was one with, I think it was the Batman arcade game as well. You used to have to fire the grappling hook and go up the bell tower. But there was always things hanging around the bell tower. I can't remember. But um, Bond, so Goldeneye. Goldeneye. See, I've, I've got his weakness. I know it's a bit of a cheat, but you remember playing everything or nothing with with me on the PS2. Oh, of course, and it that, was that... a Pierce Brosnan based game, but it was its own. It wasn't based on a movie, but that game is probably the best Bond game I've ever played. Ever. I I remember us renting it out and keeping it for yeah. about a week and yeah. I remember it was it was the height of my fucking day because and I always wanted to play the same level remember the level where you kind of bungee jump down and yeah. you had to shoot them on the platform yeah like that, I, I fucking loved it that was, level you'd, you'd, you'd gone up through the mine all the way to the top and then when you get there the woman's at the edge and somebody pushes her off and it uh-huh. just says save her and you've just as soon as you do, bang, ding, bang, bang, ding. Yeah, and, yeah. But is it at the bottom of that way? You land on a motorbike and yeah, then you go into the so. greatest bridge chase where you're on the bike and you've got to do the real-time events to slide underneath the... Was it, not the uh, was it not the bike was on a platform? So you had to hit the plat. You had to hit the platform, right? I, I can't really remember it that well. I can't remember, but I remember. We were we were very we were very drunk and stoned, and you know a lot of we were, uh, uh, men's ties reading that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you remember? Do you remember the other game that we used to play awful lot as well? Football as wives. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> no, that's not a game, is it? Well, it's football wives. We watch football as wives. wives <laughs> Let's play the football as wives yeah. games. Football <laughs> manager, well, thank you. Football manager. We're football manager. But there was also, do you remember the Lord of the Rings games? Have at you. Yes, I do. Have at There was Gimli, Gimli, like, you just, basically, they were just side scrollers. Yeah. And then I, I remember everything, it's like, there'd be two of you stood, and there'd be the, the Orokai were firing the arrows, and it's like, one, two, three, run it, stab it, stab it. Um, yeah. la- last couple, uh, that stick for me. Robocop versus Terminator. I know it's not a, a movie, but that's the first game I ever bought on the Mega Drive when I, when I got a Mega Drive for my birthday when I was like 13. Uh, Robocop versus Terminator, that was great fun. That was one I of the side scrollers. I remember the Robocop game where you had to shoot the criminal's cock through the girl's dress. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Definitely look that up because it's real. It is real. I'm not just imagining. It. I think it was the original RoboCop game. I played it for the Amstrad, and you had to like get, you had to get shoot the, the criminal's cock, and it was like at a like a wee square, and it was kind of, and you, it had to hit the sweet spot, and then when you, you shot through her dress and you shot the guy's cock. Uh, did you ever play the independent? Do you like flying games? Independence Day, the game. I remember they getting that for the PC, and when you think about it, an Independence Day game might be really good, eh? You're literally in a fighter plane. Every level went up, you'd get like an extra two dots for your guidance missiles. Apart from that, there were no other weapons. You had bullets and you had rockets. And every other level was just a different city. And it was like back in, God, what was it, 97. So, like, it'd be over Las Vegas. And there'd be the strip, which kind of looks a little bit like Las Vegas, and then just a whole map of beige square buildings <laughs> a river around it and you're flying underneath the ship and you've got to like take out so many enemy planes so many shield things and then fire a missile and, and you know what i must have played that game for hours and hours i just got so addicted to it what's the most random game then you've seen based on a film property would it be total recall or because i find uh, that 
uh, Total Recall, maybe, but like I, I remember when my father, when he started doing Open University, of course, he bought an original IBM. So this must have been before we moved to the country. So it was about 93. And there was a lot of the um, Lucasfilms uh, games on there. So there was like Indiana Jones uh, oh, yeah. and the Last Crusade, point and click ones, Maniac Mansion. Um, what was the other one? Ah, oh, Guybrush, Guybrush, Threepwood. What was it? Monkey Island, Monkey Island. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was the M3 games. I used to be, I used to fucking addicted to those. Like you, literally, would spend half the day just playing these games, these point and click stupid wee games. Like, do you know what I saw one today? The probably the most random movie tie-in game. It was for the SNES. Mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula. You played as Keanu Reeves. I may have played that. <laughs> you are, you played as Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harkness, and you had to get through the get through the, the the mansion and the old castle, and you had to escape and then get back to London. But it was literally you'd be jumping along, and you'd have to jump over bats that were attacking you and all this. And then at the end of every level, like you take on Gary Oldman as a bat, and then like me, it was. It, I just don't get how you can do a. a a movie tie-in of Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola, but anyway. Hi there, how's it going? Nice to see you. Yeah, especially you. Yeah, yeah, you. Right, um, I'm Sean Panda Nicholson from the Four Songs and a Dream podcast. Okay, we ask interesting people to pick four songs that mean something special to them. I've had so many really cool guests so far. I've had 76. I've had Rich Wilson, the comedian. I've had Darren Garwood, the children's author. I've had bands like Soda Blonde. I've had Old White Label. I've got loads. I've got loads to come. So please, please give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us your ears, okay? Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. It's better than ice cream. It's four songs in a dream. So there's a look at video game movies, and oh, it's quite a coincidence that we chose video game movies because we ran a Twitter poll this week, <laughs> and <laughs> deciding whether we're going to be watching Masters of the Universe or which, Street which Fighter, wasn't video, which wasn't a video game movie, <laughs> which wasn't a video game movie, and I was so sure that everyone would pick Street Fighter, uh, we decided to talk about video games, and uh, Masters of the Universe won fifty-seven percent. So <laughs> I am so glad. I am so glad. I am. I am, to be honest, deep down. Uh, this Sunday we'll be talking about Masters of the Universe, Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella. Um, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Pre-Friends Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. James, Tol- James Tolkien, the uh, the bad boy of 80s cinema. He was the, well, he wasn't <laughs> the bad boy, was the headmaster in Back to the Future. He was the uh, sheriff in Masters of the Universe. Bald guy, you know what I'm on about, don't you? James mm-hmm. Tolkien. Um so we'll be talking about that. Yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about with Master of the Universe. Do you think? I love it because it 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 was one of the first movies that I seen in the cinema. Uh, yeah. It was also, you know, made by Canon, my one of my most favorite production <laughs> companies of all time. Um, and there's some stories that I have about He-Man that I know will tickle your fancy. Right. See, I want to talk a bit about uh, He-Man, but about everything that went on with canon. I mean, I, I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun on Sunday, but one, no, just, no, no, no. just one of the little tasters that I heard that canon were going to make a Spider-Man movie. But mm-hmm. instead of doing that, they decided to split the money and make this and Superman 4 Quest for Peace. Now, we've already spoke about Superman Quest for Peace on this podcast in episode one. Um, this is going to be interesting. I'm, okay. I'm, would, you, I'm, would, you like to, would you like to have a taster of a story that I know from Canon? Give us a taster of what you're going to tell us on Sunday. Okay. So, can't we all know Canon, the greatest fucking production company of all time, bar none. Um, they made him He-Man Master Universe. They were going to make a He-Man Master Universe part two. Right. So what they wanted was to go back in time where He-Man had to go back 
to school days and to save Courtney Cox and her boyfriend from something that was going to happen when they were teenagers back in their in high school. So right. they could all okay. keep away. So it was, yeah, so it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like maybe uh, set like maybe two years before He-Man. Now, here's the clincher, right? They wanted Dolph Lundgren as Dolph Lundgren to go back as a high school student. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> Leave it there. Tell us this on Sunday. Leave it there. Tell us the rest of this on Sunday. Um, No, I'm looking forward to that. I watched it the other day. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, There's a lot of stories. I don't think we're going to talk too much about the actual movie. I think there's a hell of a a lot to deep dive on this. So on Sunday, we will be serving a chef special of Masters of the Universe. Um, You got anything more? What podcast are you listening to at the minute? What are you going to be listening to this week? Uh, you know me, my man. I am a true crime kind of guy. Um, and this is obviously from from yourself. You want me to have a wee listen to Lawless Scotland? Um, yeah, Lawless Scotland followers on Twitter, and uh, you you like your true crime stuff. I kind of read those and think, no, I'm gonna they're gonna keep me awake at night, scared, so I'm not gonna listen to the true crime stuff. No, so no, do, you, do you, you like them? So I ask you to review them. Yeah, so like I've listened, I've listened to a few episodes and I'm, I'm really liking it so far. Um, now the, the girl Sinead Barr who who does it, um, obviously she's she's from Glasgow, uh, and she's just going through a lot of the early kind of century kind of Scottish maybe serial killers or right, okay. you know Scottish criminals and things like that there you know it's 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 been interesting I've I've listened to to the first one uh, I'm halfway through the second one and I'm enjoying it so far it's it's kind of it's taken up uh, a lot of other podcasts for me now I've, I'm kind of going back and forth on the train up to Belfast so yeah lawless lawless Scotland podcast uh, give yeah. it a listen there's so much I've been listening to. I mean, uh, Bad Dads film reviews, uh, they're, they're great crack. Really enjoy listening yeah, to, yeah, listen really to the Bad Dads. Um, started listening to um, uh, another Four Nerds by Nerds. They do, they look at a, a movie while it's playing. And we had uh, Predator on the other day, but I'll be honest, I kind of got a bit distracted. I, I can't listen to somebody watching a film without me watching it at the same time, so you have to all time it up right. But and they was... seem they seem very professional as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not like us. They, they, not... they seem like they seem like they have a script. <laughs> yeah, they actually know what they're doing. Rather than uh, just turn up before and go, "What have you got for this week?" Oh, not a lot. What about you? Not a lot. <laughs> Let's, well, let's okay. Just, let's just shout at each other for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Good night. <laughs> All right. Well, we are. What are we doing? He-Man. We're gonna. We're doing He-Man. Yes, we're gonna uh, go have the power. Uh, we'll see. I all... have the power. Battle cat. I had a toy battle cat. Yeah, okay. I had a toy battle. I had a toy battle get too, and the dog fucking edit the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, everybody. See ya.